You're listening to The Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by Miniquip Hire, WA's leading machinery hire company, supporting the Landscape Industries Association, WA. G'day landscapers and welcome to another episode of Green Thumbs Up, the landscaping podcast for landscapers by landscapers. I'm here this evening talking to, to Kieran. How are you, Kieran? Very well, Darren. How are you? I'm, very, I'm fantastic, mate. I'm all the better for being sitting next to you. Uh, can you introduce our very special guest to, to our listeners? I'd love to. Our special guest tonight is uh, Tim Davies from Tim Davies Landscaping. And as I look upon the or over the table, I see a, a very young-looking man. But in fact, Tim is probably one of the elder statesmen of landscaping in WA. So welcome, Tim. Thanks, Kieran. Darren, good to be here and great to have the opportunity to talk about uh, the association and our wonderful industry. So, Tim, we start with the question that we ask everyone is, uh, how did you find yourself getting into horticulture? I grew up on a station north of Carnarvon, and I suppose that's where I sort of fell in love with the land and the landscape, and I ended up finishing my schooling, and then there wasn't sort of an opportunity to continue on the station. I wasn't really sort of into that. I had a couple of stepbrothers and a stepsister in the West Pilbara and I wanted to do something a bit different so I ended up doing a horticultural apprenticeship at Kings Park and a certificate of horticulture so I sort of was at Kings Park actually when I started Rick Thomas so he was a bit of an icon at Kings Park and had a great time at Kings Park that was a a really good opportunity to learn about sort of horticulture and life and Bentley TAFE doing a certificate of horticulture was really good fun as I was doing that on the weekend I was quite driven and I um was doing landscaping and garden maintenance on the on the weekends. So when I finished my horticultural apprenticeship, I was sort of not guaranteed of employment at Kings Park, and wanted to go on and and in my in my landscaping business. So I sort of stepped from that straight into my business at sort of eighteen nineteen, and then slowly sort of built my business up over the last gosh nearly forty years. So. Been a really interesting journey of you know working and then you know employing you know a couple of people and then you know before I knew it we were you know employing more and more people and now we're we're sort of just over a hundred people and predominantly you know we're a we're a landscape design construction and maintenance business operating in residential and commercial. So Tim, how did you find that formal training in the very be- in the very beginning at Kings Park? Do you think that stood you in good stead for for years to come? We have a lot of landscapers that are running businesses now where they, they've probably fallen into it, coming out of other jobs, but you've had a formal training in it. Do you think that stood you in good stead? Good question, Kieran. I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. I think to get the, the grounding and the basics in horticulture has been really important. But I think a lot of it is on the on the sort of job training. What we sort of find is that some of the people, you know, who go out and do horticultural qualifications and then they sort of enter into you know landscaping or maintenance occupations you know I think horticultural training is great but I also think that on the job training is so important as well you know I think it's it's probably a combination of the two what we sort of find in landscape designers is that we get people doing landscape design courses or even landscape architects but it takes a good couple of years in the workforce before they can really embrace their you know the trade and be able to sort of contribute you know significantly on 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 projects 
Do you take on apprentices yourself, Tim? Yeah, we do take on apprentices, and that's and that's worked really well for us over the years. So apprentices and and trainees, and we we love doing that. You know, bringing young people and into the business and sort of guiding them and training them and developing those people. And um, we've still got a number of uh, trainees and apprentices that um, we put on sort of some years ago working with us. And those uh, apprentices, they do a one day a week at TAFE, is it? Or are they yeah, in- they can do, yeah. We've been doing some, uh, some traineeships and apprenticeships where we actually get the trainer to come in and, and they do blocks of time in with us. It's yeah, we, we're finding that's that's working really well. And how do you find that as a, a business owner, where you you may have these guys off for a day, or if they're doing a block, it could be a, a week or two yeah, weeks. Taking, it, taking it, a bit of time off. Yeah, yeah we, we just plan around it and work around it. It works well. It's good to see the baton for a day every now and then too. It is. <laughs> it is to have a bit of a break every now and again. It's not. It's not a bad thing. Is it, that for them or for you, Tim? Probably, probably a little bit of both. So, uh, Kieran was saying you are an elder statesman of the industry now, whether you like it or not, and you are also a Liawa Life member. So that must have been a, a bit of a treat for you to be have that awarded yeah, a couple absolutely. of years back now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, yeah, I, I, I must admit, I, you know, I think I'm 57 now, but I, I probably feel, you know, I certainly don't feel my age. But occasionally when I look in the mirror, I certainly, uh, I certainly see that. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one being a Life member. I've throughout my uh, career career I've employed two landscape experts and both of those people certainly weren't experts so I've said to to my people that if anybody ever comes in for an interview and, and says to me that they're a landscape expert I'm just going to stand up and walk out of the room I think landscaping and horticulture is one of those industries where I don't think we're, we're we ever become an expert I think it's one of those things where where we're constantly learning we're constantly trying different things there's so many variables in horticulture and landscaping that are constantly changing and moving especially in our Perth sandy soils and our client and climate rather it's you know I think that's the wonderful thing about what we do is that it's an ever-changing and it's an ever-evolving industry where we're constantly learning around what we do so the thing that I love about what I do is that you know I'm never bored we're always doing different things so I think you know I think I'm a little bit ADD in the fact that I love that sort of combination between residential and commercial and looking at different projects and different sort of problems because I think in, in in landscaping and horticulture what we're doing is, is solving problems and I think if that's what we really need to be doing with talking to our clients is is listening to them and that's a huge thing about listening to people and understanding how they live and understanding how they, they enjoy their outside space and I think our role is very much to be looking at what you know what are their what are their problems what are their issues and how how can we use our knowledge and experience to sort of create even better spaces and you know fix problems you know people have got problems with turf or they've got problems they haven't got enough shade or this that and the other it's you know it's 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 our job as industry professionals to very much listen to our clients and then come up you know come up with creative solutions to be able to give them you know amazing green space green spaces for for them and their family and friends to enjoy it's an incredibly broad industry yeah it is yeah, massively broad industry, and we we cross over so much. I mean, I've got you know mates that are that have you know relatively simple businesses. You know, maybe they do paving or they do lighting or you know irrigation. In landscaping, we cover off. You know, we're we're dealing with you know we're, we're very much outdoor builders, 
as well as you know horticulturalists and a lot of our projects now the green space side of things and the and the um, irrigation side of things are relatively small in comparison to the overall contract sum so you know if you're looking at a hundred thousand dollar project maybe you know thirty thousand dollars of that is sort of more horticultural based and seventy thousand dollars is paving and structures and you know you throw a pool in there which might be seventy or eighty thousand and then you've got a you know glass pool fencing so landscape is very much over you know the last 20 years has has moved very much into you know small external building works and the horticultural side of things which is where a lot of us and I sort of started out is is sort of you know it has moved to be the minor element where previously it was the major element so early days it was all about the plants and yep. these days it's all about the the hard landscaping yeah very much yeah that's it on that, Tim, how do you find getting uh, the, the product selections in Perth of, of, hard, of hard landscaping products? I mean, we are on one on the West Coast and we know the East Coast is uh, up and down the East Coast and they have a lot more people, but, you know, I think we probably punch above, above our weight over here in WA. Some of the gardens that you, you drive around and landscape jobs that are being done are just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think, I think certainly WA and we're... we're punching well above our weight pretty much on all fronts of late you know it's been really difficult getting supply of materials in from the east with the rail down you know it's been really difficult building projects from a hard landscape perspective that's been a bit of an issue but I think from an innovation perspective I think Western Australia is is doing pretty well and and really if we look at Australia compared to you know the states and and Europe, I think you know we're doing we're doing amazing. So where where does your team get its inspirations from, Tim? I know you were saying earlier that you talk to the clients and the cl- and your clients have yeah. probably got a catalogue of photos from all the magazines that they they buy and they've probably up to a couple of years ago travelled travelled the world and had a look at different things. But uh, everyone comes back with a, a collection of ideas, but it's putting yeah. them all together. Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing. Like Pinterest is pretty good. We we try to get clients to to go onto Pinterest and find images that they like, put a pin board together and then flick that through to us to give us some ideas of the sort of things that they would like to um, see in their garden. And, you know, the more ideas, the better. And then what we find is that we have to then look at all of those ideas, work out the stuff that's going to work, maybe work out the stuff that isn't going to work. And then it's a, a really interesting piece of communication and how we sort of communicate that back to our clients of what's going to work, what's not going to work. But I think a big thing that we have learned as a company, TDL, over the years is you've got to listen to your clients. And, you know, now and again, you'll get a lunatic. Now and again, you'll get somebody who's incredibly opinionated. Now and again, you'll get someone who's really humble that you have to really try and draw the information out of. But the big thing is just sort of listening and understanding and trying to work out, you know, what they do or how they're going to use the space. And what's their motivation? And one of the lovely things is trying to, you know, if you have a dominant husband and maybe a wife that's a little bit timid, but the wife's really passionate about the, the garden and the husband's been overpowering, and then you, you just talk to the wife and you just sort of say, hey, you know, I noticed that you wanted a swing. Why do you want that swing? And then she'll say, oh, well, I remember as a young girl, my grandmother would push me on a swing under this beautiful weeping willow tree that was right by this amazing lake and that's why I want the water feature and that's why I want this, that and the other. And, you know, when you hear something like that, you immediately, it's, you know, that's like, that's what we have to create. That's what we need to do. That needs to be our, you know, that needs to be one of our significant drivers for this project. 
So I think a lot of it in, in landscape design and construction is actually really listening to the clients, but sort of going through and deciphering what it is that's important to them and, and trying to deliver something that's going to exceed their expectations and something that's timeless and something that's really going to work for them and their family long term. So that if we're able to do that, then it's, you know, we've, we've done our job really well. Do, do you have a favourite project that you've worked on over the years, one that really sticks out or is it maybe a collection of different, different yeah, jobs? Yeah, we've sort of got, yeah, with the team, every, everybody's got their favourites and I've been involved in, I suppose, a number of, I suppose there's elements to each of them, but what's, I suppose, a key to success for us is when we go back to a project, you know, two or three years later and we see a, a landscape that's really well used and a house that's really well used. And to us, that's, you know, to me, that's, that's what is the key to a successful project where they're absolutely using the outdoor area. And really um, enjoying it. And really enjoying it. You know, it's a bit beaten up, but you can tell that they're absolutely loving the space. The kids are using the pool. They're using, you know, the outdoor space. And it doesn't need to be a pool and that. It could just be a really beautiful little courtyard garden, but the kids are loving it, a little plunge pool or that. So I think that the, the key to a success in a, in a project is making sure that, that it's really well used. One of the, th- the things that I always talk to my people about is, is, you know, three important aspects to a successful project. One, the one aspect is we need to be proud of it, and that's, that's really important that we're happy with the finished product. The second one is that the client needs to be happy with it and the client needs to, you know, needs to love it. And the third one is that, you know, is the financial aspect of it is that we actually need to cover our costs and we need to generate a profit out of it. And that to us is a successful project. And without making a profit, that's, that's the commercial reality. We're not in business. So if we get, you know, two of those things right, then... And that's great. Most important thing is that we're happy and the client's happy. And if we make money out of it, well, that's you know that's what we need to do. Tim, you mentioned earlier that you've got over a hundred staff. I um, once was talking to a very successful Perth businessman and asked him the question of how how have you come about with your success? And his answer to me was that I can delegate. And once I delegate a job out to my people, I just have to have the trust in them in doing it. Are you a good delegator? I'm probably not the best delegator. I take too much on myself. And I, I'm, you know, uh, at 57 years of age and trying to be a better delegator. Yeah, it's, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And, yeah, it's sort of something that I'm working on. So, so, for, so for people coming, coming through the, the game now that might have three or four people and you, you know what it's like yourself that you end up not only being on the tools but then you have to go home and do the book work and, and chase the quotes and chase the money and, and, and at the end you're working 24 hours just about. But there is a, somewhere along the line you've just got to say to yourself, well, I have to trust my people that I employ to do, do what needs to be done. Yeah, I think you do. You've got to trust you. You've got to have good people and you need to, you need to train. You need to put effort into those people and, and you need those people to understand what you're, what's important to you and everybody just needs to work together to deliver, I suppose, the right outcome for your clients and that's, and that's really important. With a uh, business the size of your own, Tim, do you have like a, a weekly meeting with key personnel a- across your maintenance, your construction, yeah. your design people? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have, I have regular meetings with, with my key staff and my key staff know that if there's a problem, they'll just ring me. But 
more often than not, they 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 understand what what's required and they have the ability to to make decisions themselves and and uh, be able to you know deliver the the right outcome to our clients and staff as well. Is a big thing is is just making sure with our staff you know, understanding what they need to do and are happy and content and those sorts of things. Which is a very hard hard job to do. And as you get bigger, you, the, the staffing problems probably become a little bit more. They do. It becomes more complex in, in just making sure that your staff understand what they need to, to, to do to be sort of successful in their role. And if the, the older Tim Davies was talking to the younger Tim Davies, what advice would he be giving to him? Good question. Get a degree in engineering? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's so just just in the starting out in you know coming from where you have and, and yeah. up to to where you are now I think it's probably yeah focus on just making sure that you're delivering a quality outcome you know I'm a, a, a little bit different in that I've sort of got probably a design background I'm a fully qualified horticulturalist I sort of employ designers and landscape architects so I, I sort of have got probably a, a good understanding of design. So I suppose that's that's been really important in the development of our company. So I, I think a younger Tim Davies would be saying, hey, mate, just just make sure you deliver, deliver a quality outcome. Keep your eyes wide open and look at what's happening around you. You've got to look at how plants grow and how they're maintained to be a really good and competent designer. And you need to look at innovation in horticulture and what we do. And you just need to, you know, you need to realise that you're only as good as your last job and you just need to keep striving for, for doing your best on each and every project. That's all, all good advice. So, Tim, you're obviously running a business your size. It'd be quite stressful and involved, but what do you do to unwind? It's a tricky one to unwind because, you, you know, I try and sort of just do a bit of meditation and a bit of exercise, a little bit of off-road motorbike riding every now and again through winter, which, which I find really good. But I try to, take, try to take regular breaks every, you know, six or eight weeks, have a long, long weekend away and try and sort of switch off. But I think having sort of time out and just relaxing and chilling out is important. Yeah, it certainly is. Do you meditate, Karen? Only when I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, tre- trends, trends come and go, and we've been through quite a few trends probably over your, your journey in landscaping. If I ask you to gaze into the crystal ball, can you see anything that might be, be popping up? Oh, mate, I, I hate this question because I just think trends... I mean, I think, I think landscape follows architecture very, you know, very much, and as far as a trend goes... You know, we, we seem to be going through this constant phase where, you know, this is popular and that's popular. And I suppose what I'd like to think is that what we try to do is try to create timeless timeless landscapes and timeless gardens where you can't sort of look at something and go, oh... And date it you know, straight away. It. That was you built know, in 1992 because it's... Yeah. Like- I think you can, you can take elements out of all sorts of things that we do and try and sort of bring that into into what we do in, into, uh, into landscape. So you don't see yuccas making a big comeback in the next I don't <laughs> think so. Cocos farms? <laughs> Golden dyes, mate. Phoenix <laughs> Robolini. Yeah. Well, we've all been there, Tim, yeah, and it's else. been fantastic for you to come in and, and share your experience. And, and we know we have a lot of landscapers out there who are, who are members, who are, 
who are just starting out. So it's who, probably it's who been who very all one day want to be Liawa life members like Tim Davies. Well, that's right, and and Luara is doing a great job in bringing all the landscaping people together because it's it's an industry that we do need to stick together. And I think you said earlier it's professionalism that we need to bring to the industry. So. Tim, thank you very much for your time and all good health thanks, to you. Karen, thanks, Karen. Thanks, Tim. appreciate the opportunity to come in and have a bit of a chat. And, uh, yeah, the industry has been incredibly good and kind to me over the last, you know, 40-odd years, and I think we've got some great through the industry. And, uh, yeah, I think we all just need to work together to, to, to learn and grow from one another and uh, be able to provide an awesome, continue to pro- provide amazing landscapes and gardens for people, both residential and commercial. It's great. Fantastic. Thank Thanks. you very much. You've been listening to The Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by the Landscape Industries Association, WA, sponsored by Miniquip Hire.